Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Go Boldly Mastermind podcast. I'm Scott Spade. I'm your host, and I am so excited today to have Melissa Kravacek on on the call. Um, I've been following her for a while and have just wanted to have her on the show, and and we finally got it got it worked out. But just the, what she is doing and what she's accomplishing, not only for herself but for others, is absolutely amazing. So, welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you, Scott, for having me. Absolutely. So you are. For lack of a better word, and I I don't even like to use this, but it's it is what it is. A self-made millionaire. Is I am. A- um, <laughs> like I'm one of those people that is like not humble about that. I am a self-made millionaire, but um, I did that by helping other people. So yeah. I'm super appreciative of everybody that I get to bless. Absolutely. I always I always say that we never accomplish anything on our own. Somebody's always there to to be a client to be a coach, to be a mentor, to be, um, to be that person that says you can't do something that makes, makes you go even, even harder to, to prove them. So we never accomplish anything on our own, which is why I hate to say a self-made millionaire because you're not really self-made. You have, you have worked hard to get where you are. And that just speaks, speaks volumes. Yeah. Well, I've been doing this almost two decades now, so it's not like I just overnight got some money or a handout (laughs) um so say two things so the first is like everyone wants a hand up so you're not giving them a hand out you're giving them the information the resources or the leadership and capabilities to go out and um get the skill sets to attain the level of wealth that they're trying to attain whatever that is for them so it could be in various different industries so that's the first thing and then like Obviously, the second thing is just being there for the people. So connecting with them, building relationships with them, and then, you know, offering yourself to them in whatever capacity. Um, And that could come in the form of money. It could also come in the form of just a lifelong friendship. It could come in the form Mm. of potential business down the road. You don't know where any of those things are going to lead. So it's super important to do both. What's the saying? We we meet people for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, and... They're going to fall into one of those categories. Yeah, you got to get on the train or off the train. <laughs> so, so tell us, where did you start? What was what was life like growing up for Melissa? And and uh, yeah, I'd love to hear hear that. I love the I love those stories. Yeah, so I'm I'm very very blessed in the sense that I got what a lot of people never got, and that is parents that have been married for forty years. So. Wow. Um, I grew up in a very close-knit family. Uh, I've got three siblings. We're all super close and we all support each other. And we were all together just the other day, um, hanging out and doing breakfast. So, I, I mean, like we grew up with the these core values. So my hometown is a town of 347 people in Iowa, um, wow. which is a joke because like that's everybody that you can fit on an airplane. <laughs> Um, we all know each other and stuff like that. So I tell people like, I grew up the values that most people don't get. And so that's like hard work. Um, it's family, it's patience, it's love, it's care, it's respect. It's being there when, you know, shit is going south and the bills are due, but you don't have the money. (laughs) Um, it's all of those things. So I, those are probably the core values that drove me, but I would say like, and I, saw a video of you doing this the other day talking about imposter syndrome. So I actually, um, for the first 10 years in business, I would try to be successful because my dad never said, I'm proud of you. 
And I would say to anybody trying to like prove somebody wrong is like, that is not the reason that you should be doing the things that you're doing. So you need some core foundational uh, perspective that isn't driven by an outside force, not giving you um, like the confidence that you need to be who you need to be for yourself primarily more than anybody else because you can't give what you don't have so that is that is so many people i have coached over the years so many people that have they're still trying to win the acceptance of a dead person yeah (laughs) i've never really heard it put like that but that's a fact (laughs) yeah like their 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 parent or their grandparent is no longer alive and they're still they're still working to, to win their attention, win their affection. And it's like, at what point do you stop? Because it's not going to happen. And, you know, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It's actually crazy that you say that, I guess, like, like, so I just posted this the other day in Facebook. I said, like, when you're born, you are, you look like your parents, when you're dead, you look like your decisions. So your decisions, um, (laughs) could be like you're giving yourself grace and love and respect. And in return, you look great. You look fantastic. You're living a healthy life. You look young and vibrant and healthy and you're smiling and happy all the time. But then you see the other side of that, which is like just total uh, oblivion for their, their life and their impact. And that's like, you know, you're aging at such a rapid pace and you're just not putting healthy stuff into your body. And you're like, always in fear and you're constantly negative and dragging everyone down around you. And so it's like, you have to choose for you who you want to be and you've got Mm. that choice. So just choose yourself before everybody else, because that impact ripples throughout like one-on-one conversations or uh, speaking in front of large groups of people. Which is, which is most people's biggest fear. They'd rather they'd rather die than to speak in front of a group of people. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It is true. Yeah. So you do, a, you do a wide variety of things, but how did you, how did you get started? And I mean, you came from a close knit family um, and, and coming, you know, coming from a small town myself, I mean, it was bigger than 300 and something people, but, but it's, that doesn't lend itself to automatic success when you're coming from a small oh, town. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. You will not find success in a small town that I can assure you. You must yeah. think bigger, do bigger, go bigger places, be around bigger thinking people, be around more money, faster cars, bigger houses, uh, whatever you need to do to get out of your mentality of like, just pay the bills, do hard work. Cause hard work does not always produce money. That is for sure. That is for sure. But going back to imposter syndrome, what what did you have to do to shift that mindset from small town um, to big time? Because there's there's got to be a shift in the mindset that just I always tell my clients it's you're you're one decision away. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, but it starts in steps, right? Okay. So the first step is like the creditors are calling you and you're in debt and you are like, just trying to like make a dollar because (laughs) like times are tough. Right. And you're stuck in this ongoing loop and mentality. So I, um, I created a deal with my brother. I said like, you weld this stuff together. I will sell this stuff and I'm taking 10% because I want to build a consulting company. 
And he was like, okay, but then I had to take phone calls while he was welding in the background. And that's really hard to sell. So you just got to get in this mentality that like, even though all this chaos is happening behind you, like the goal is to get out of the chaos. So like people are going to have to be genuine um, in asking you like, what is going on? Because obviously there's a lot of background noise and like, you don't want to fake it till you make it. I know a lot of people live and die by that rule, but that's just not true. Like you really genuinely tell people where you are. Um, I also live by the philosophy success loves speed. So I went to jail when I was very young. Um, success doesn't love speed. It loves accuracy. (laughs) So you need to write down your goals and have a game plan on where you're going and how long it's going to take there and know that it's always going to take twice as long (laughs) and it's always going to take about three times as much money. (laughs) Yeah. One of my mentors and coaches, John Maxwell, he once said that, uh, leaders make decisions quick and they very rarely, rarely go back on those decisions. Um, kind of the same principle of, you know, success, love, speed, and just making those decisions quickly. Yes. But I, I mean, make the decisions that you're making in the best interest of wherever it is that you're going. So it's, it's a catch 22, right? So you're in a situation where you really like have to focus on the reality of your situation, but you also need to like be in a mentality that's going to take you out. So this goes across the board. It goes to like, if you want to lose hundred pounds, if you want to buy a new house, if you want to get out of financial debt, if you want to build a great relationship, like it doesn't matter what the circumstance is, the principles apply to the same like thing. So yeah. It's just a matter of like time versus energy. So you need to put your energy and your time into the things that matter the most to you. Um, So, you know, I did that for a while and then I got a really fantastic mentor and I ended up moving to a bigger city Um, and he mentored me and we were best friends for many, many years. And so I think having that person that's already done the thing that you want to do, mm. like don't throw... If you're in real estate, don't try to get a mentor in makeup. Okay. Those things are not the same thing. <laughs> and it's literally <laughs> the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> but like if you're but it to- happens. <laughs> if you're trying to be a rock star, you don't go get a banker friend. Like <laughs> these yeah. things don't go together. <laughs> um, and so get a mentor in the thing that you are trying to accomplish a goal in. And that's probably a really key piece of advice here. Um, So I had fantastic mentorship. We moved around a lot. Um, But then what's interesting is I went into like survival mode. So like I had to survive on my own, no matter what the cost and my ego got in the way and I ended up homeless. So I think, you know, you got to drop your ego um, and you got to ask for help. And it's something that like, no matter how big your mentality, like as your mentality grows and evolves and gets into like um, different situations, like you have to still realize like the things that helped you get from six figures to seven will take you just from seven to eight, but you're, you need to move your ego and know how the game of chess works. That's powerful. You, um, what are, what are some of the, the things that you took away from working with your mentor all those years? Or there's some just key key things. So I say the first thing is like, you don't have to, well, there is no balance between having a family and having a business. So 
he had three kids and a wife and he still does to this day. His kids are much older now, but um, he was still able to have a successful career. He was still able to travel. He was still able to provide for his family and his kids. And he never put them on the side. He always mm. made them a priority. And so I think a lot of people try to distinguish this thing between like, I have to have a family or I have to have a business. And the reality is you don't have to have one or the other. You can have both simultaneously, but that also doesn't mean that you're prioritizing one or the other. It means that when it's business, it's business. And when it's game time, like soccer or band or whatever, like, then that's the thing. Like there's no one or the other. And yeah. like the same is true in fitness. Like you can do fitness. You can, you know, make time for the things that matter without sacrificing the thing that is paying for those activities. Well, even, even NFL players are not on the field 24 seven. They're, they take time to rest and, and recoup. And, yeah. um, and so absolutely. I think that's, that's probably one of the toughest things that entrepreneurs do is to balance their time and you know, how much money, how much time do I put in? How much time do I take out? Yeah. I mean, you got to put time in and the things that matter. So when your business matters and it's suffering, put the time in. Um, and when your business is successful and thriving, then, you know, reallocate the time to something else. But I mean, you don't need to work 24 hours a day to become successful. And that's another thing I think people lack is like, they're sacrificing sleep and drinking water for success. But the reality is like, you need water to stay healthy and survive and have a clear uh, mind and just like generally operate on a really high level. Yeah. Um, and then you need sleep too. So sacrificing those two things isn't in your benefit. It's actually going against all of the things that you need to get to a mentality that helps you attain the next level of success. So I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, but I, I know you can handle it. Um, <laughs> so I know that you have worked with Grant Cardone in the past. And of course wow. he wrote, he wrote the book, the 10 X. Um, and I had a, I had a client one time reach out to me and say, you know, great book, but it's just not, that's not feasibly possible. Like if you 10 X everything in your life, you're going to just burn out. Mm -hmm. And I've always been curious, you know, if somebody like yourself that has worked with Grant, that's, that's annexed everything in, in your life uh, on a financial level, what are your thoughts on that? Well, okay. And again, so nothing against Grant Cardone. He's a phenomenal coach. So I'm not, I'm not dogging him by no means. Let me just put that out there. I'm totally going to dog him right now. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> okay. So the first thing is he does not own the copyrights to 10X. The person that does will not fight him because obviously he's got more money. <laughs> <laughs> so my thoughts on the 10x rule are very simple. Like you're not going to be able to perpetually integrate these principles into your life immediately and get a result. Yeah. So you need to think long-term, long game. Uh, a lot of people underestimate the time that it's going to take to get to their goals. So you can't say like, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in three months. It's unrealistic and it's really unattainable except for the few. And I mean the very, very few. So the same is yeah. true in business. I'm not going to say I'm coming out the gate and I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> Look, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just not realistic. Everybody would be doing it. 
Right. Yeah. So um, I've watched like so many people go from six to seven figures, but the way that they did it was they are still consistently making six figures in revenue. What they're doing though, is they're compounding it over time with assets to attain a seven figure level of wealth. So it's not that they're making seven figures in a year. Some are, but again, a lot are not. So like, you have to understand that 10x really is a matter of compounding. It's not a matter of multiplying uh, hours that you work or multiplying all of the the financial uh, like goals that you have. Like it's attainable over a period of time and it's realistic, but not like just expecting to get it right away. Yeah, one of the one of the things that I I teach my clients. I use an analogy of a, of a pilot flying from Charlotte, North Carolina to San Diego. Yep. And they, if that file, that pilot files a flight plan, but veers one degree to the North, one degree, right. And stays on that trajectory of just that one degree, but never goes back to course. Correct. Stays on that one trajectory. They're going to end up somewhere far North of San Diego. That's true. And, and that's really what we're, what I'm trying to help. Because I think if you tell somebody, hey, we need to 10x everything in your life, you're going to lose them. Okay, so I love this analogy. And I would say this, like there are two um, entire industries that use checklists as a form of accountability. Pilots are one of them. The other is doctors. And how many times have we seen people die as a result of these two not going through their checklist? You have to have a checklist and you need to follow it meticulously. You cannot not do one thing. And in exchange for not doing that one thing, think that you're still going to land in the same position. That is not how it works. If you would like to get to your destination, then you need to follow the checklist exactly as it is. Um, but that's the power of leadership, mentorship, coaching, and consulting. Like there's just a really strong power in having community around you and a bigger mindset and thought process than you currently have. But also being able to say like, here's what's important. Here's what's not important. Here's what I need to do to get there and the time frame I'm going to get there and the resources I need to have to get there and the money and the energy and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I mean, doctors and pilots have people's lives in their hands every single day. And they can't just make up their own like, oh, this is how we're going to do it today. Checklist like very, very meticulous. So kind of brings me you you wear many hats. And I would. would. would, (laughs) So what would you consider yourself? What what would your title? What would you consider your title to be? Consultant. Consultant. And who is your who is your ideal client? Because I've seen you work you post about working with you know a variety of clients from different Industry. from real estate to you know buying businesses to so you know can I share what's your sweet spot so I myself have exited two eight-figure companies so I grew them from nothing um from one employee so focusing on scaling companies and then um to the degree of exiting and buying more So you have a wealth portfolio. So it starts with whoever has a current company and is looking to expand and then trying to get to the exit point where we then again, invest in a wealth portfolio. So 
um, that's sort of like my sweet spot. That's what I love to do is just help people who are already building companies, build a bigger company and figure out how to have whatever it is they want to have. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. It's clearly, I mean, you're working with just a, that's a small percentage of, of people, um, that have those eight figure businesses or get to that, that point. And so, so I like, I grew to eight figures. Like I don't, they don't have to have eight figures. That's normally not the case just because that's, you know, that's a reality. Yeah. So how do you, how do you determine a good client for Melissa? Oh Lord, there's so many different factors, but I think relationship is definitely one of them. Mm. Um, industry, I don't care about industry because I've worked in so many various different industries. Um, and the principles obviously are the same for systems, growth, operations, relationships, stuff like that. So, I mean, having a really solid relationship, uh, vibing with someone's personality that's able to carry on a conversation like that's beyond just one time or two times. And it's definitely not superficial. Like that's one thing that (laughs) irritates me is like, (laughs) oh, I want to attain this house. Like, no. Okay. Like, why do you want to attain that house? And who are you planning to give the house to? Or are you just planning to flip the house to make more money to invest in something else? Like what is the actual reason behind the behaviors that you're engaged in. Um, and then just looking at their finances and their goals and trying to figure out how to bridge the gap between where they're currently at and where they want to be, um, down the road, maybe for retirement or like passing off the business to a, a child. Um, I've got a, (laughs) I've actually got a uh, um, furniture business where they're passing it off to their 19 year old. And I'm just like, this 19 year old has absolutely no clue what he's doing. And his, his sole belief is like, dad, why can't I drive the Porsche? Why can't I live in a really nice house? And it's like, you know, this guy's an immigrant. Um, and he's just like, I came to America with a dream and it was really hard. And I think that's the thing, like, even as I'm talking, Right. I sound like I've been doing this a long time, but the fact is that like back in the day, I was just as broke. I was just as clueless. I had no money. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And so we all start from somewhere and that's the whole, like, I'll give you a hand up type situation, but I'm not going to give you a handout. So you make the investment and commitment and I'm there with you long-term and for, you know, the game. Absolutely. I I saw your post about that business and it's, you know, it's going to be interesting the next five years to see what happens with that, with that business. And yeah, you know, it, maturity level has got to be there, but something that I love the book, Think and Grow Rich. Not a lot of people like it, but I love the book, Think and Grow Rich. And chapter nine really resonates with me. And I think it's what, I think it's one of the, one of the basis of success and chapter nine is the chapter on persistence. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people fail is they they give up way too soon. Uh, Well, a lot of people just give up on themselves entirely because they don't have this core belief system. So no matter what the goal is, they're not going to achieve it because they don't believe in themselves. And so like, here's this weird exercise that I teach people to do that. I mean, like is, is something that I'm a firm believer in. So go stand in front of a mirror butt ass naked and tell yourself things that you love about yourself. And I guarantee you, you're going to find almost zero because that's how low your confidence level is. 
So there's two things that can fix this. For men, it's a good pair of shoes. For women, it's a good pair of lingerie. Those are the two things that are going to fix your confidence level instantaneously without you going out, reading a book, watching YouTube or anything else. So this is not like rocket science, right? (laughs) So as you continue to interact in this amazing pair of shoes and nice pair of lingerie, like you're gaining the confidence and capabilities that you need to grow your internal confidence And then you can start actually saying, I love this about myself. I love that about myself. These are the skills that I thrive in. This is the environment I love to work in. These are the people that I love to call a community. And when you get to that level, it's a different type of level because you don't have to have anything then. Like you could have everything taken away and you would still be confident that you have the skills and the mindset and capabilities to go out and create more than what you already had that was taken away. Rebuild it. Absolutely. You know, self-image is such a, such an important thing. And that that's what Maxwell Maltz talks about in psycho cybernetics is that self-image. And just, if you, you get that right, so much else will just fall in, can fall into place. And now my audience is going to be standing in front of the, you know, mirror naked tonight <laughs> yeah. after listening to this show. And so um, don't send pictures if, you, if you're doing that. <laughs> so. No, 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 no. The whole point is for you to just look yourself in the mirror and like in the eyes. Because a lot of people, when they stand in front of the mirror, they're like hella self like confident and they're just like their eyes go immediately down to the ground like they can't look at themselves without judgment without fear without all of these things that are negative and if that's your image of yourself imagine the thoughts and the talk that are going through your day like so 80 percent of the conversation in your head is about you and how you are and what you think and what you believe and this all translates to your behaviors on the outside so you gotta fix you and that's where it all starts so however many days this takes take as many days as it 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 does like it's way easier than 75 hard (laughs) (laughs) i always always remind people you know i'm a i'm a chaplain in the army reserves and when i put on the uniform there's something that shifts in my mind when i wear that uniform that i feel confident i feel unstoppable and and I tell women the same thing. Hey, go put on that nice, you know, little black, little black LBD, little black dress. And how do you, do you feel sexy? Do you feel, you know, you feel different when you're, you're dressed up. Men feel different when they're in a three-piece suit. Women feel different when they're in the heels and the, and the dress. And that's the kind of feeling if we can capture that same feeling on those days that we are struggling with our self-image and that imposter syndrome and feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. Capturing those moments are absolutely critical to overcoming any obstacle. Well, that's the thing. So listen, like I own a Lambo. A lot of people know this about me. I'm like known as the Lambo lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the kids in the neighborhood love it. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. But I love those kids too. I love any kids. So when I go back home, like I end up inevitably getting into fucking tractors. So then automatically <laughs> my mind is like scrambling to find reasons why I should be the person driving this Lamborghini in this town where nobody drives this car. Like it's just unheard of. It's unfathomable. You you don't. So like, even at this level that I've attained, right. I still have the same thoughts, the same, like, oh my God, am I worthy of this? 
do I deserve this? Like, and then I go back to grace and I say like, yes, I am worthy. Yes, I do deserve this. Yes, I did work for this. And so like this continues no matter where you're from, no matter how much wealth you've attained or not attained, like this cycle is always going to perpetuate itself when you are in certain situations and you're triggered. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that's, that's good for people to hear that even someone like yourself, that's, you know, we, we see success, we see the the Lambo and we see the house and, um, but you even, even with all of that, you still struggle just like everybody else with those same mindset. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's so important because I think people forget that. They're like, oh, well, once I reach that, I'm never going to have to worry about that mindset again. No, it's always going to be there. Oh, it's always there. It is absolutely always there. Like, I mean, at first you got to go over the hurdle of like, I'm never going to go back to who I was. Mm. And so once you hit that thermostat, like, okay, that's level one. But then you get beyond that into like, okay, like I'd never have to worry again. And I have this ultimate freedom, but that's a different problem now. So my brother always like reminds me, like I prayed for these problems. And while that's true, (laughs) I mean, like when I get in them, like it's a funk, it's, it's a thing that I have to battle back and forth as like, and so I think that like, the whole self-made millionaire is true to the degree that you still go back to the place that made you who you are. You still go back to the, you know, characteristics that you embody that make you who you are. You still embrace the the family and the community and those that built you to be this person. And so like, there's nothing more important than that. And I know thought you're huge on this and I am as well. Like, faith has got to be a component of that. So no matter what religion you are, you got to have faith. And so on my Lambo, I customized the, the license plate biz owner, but underneath it, it says in God, I trust. And a lot of people just think that's an automatic plate in the state of Florida. It is not, you have to pay for that. And I will boldly go out and say, God is the only person that got me here. I did not get me here. My family did not get me here. Right. I had a higher faith. And because I had a higher faith, I had a higher calling. And it is my duty to go out and share with business owners how to get to the next level, how to integrate these systems and operations so that they can be successful, like how to pull themselves out of the rut and out of the loop and cycle um, so that they can, you know, get into a cycle of thriving instead of this just monotonous everyday crap that they get oh themselves into. <laughs> something that has been, that has come up for me in the last, some of my thoughts, something that I shared on stage about six or seven years ago, just it wasn't something I'd planned to say, but it just came out that when we're not fulfilling our calling, we are potentially keeping somebody else from fulfilling theirs. Yeah. And I don't ever want to be that person that somebody comes up and goes because you didn't do what you were called to do i'm homeless now or and that's an extreme example but i don't ever want to be in that position i I want it to be the opposite of somebody come up to me and saying because of your talk because of that book you wrote because of that coaching session because of the interview you did with melissa i now i'm now fulfilling my calling and i just think that's so important important for people to understand that you have a your calling is much higher than yourself 
Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So like, call it God, call it Allah, call it spirit, call it whatever, like elephant God, if you're Hindu, like call it whatever. I don't even care, but you gotta know that there is something greater than you that is pushing you to greatness. And so Les Brown obviously calls it the greatness within you. I mean, Tony Robbins talks about waking the giant within, like all of that is irrelevant. If you don't have the faith to back it up, you gotta have the faith. So I wish when you posted it, I wish I could have signed up immediately, but I could not. You've got a mastermind coming up um, and you're at your home there and uh, going to be a couple of of amazing days. I I would, I would give anything to be there, but I think I'm going to be in Germany. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm actually German. So I would love Uh, Germany. I haven't been there yet. So I'm headed to, uh, I I don't even know how to say it right. Grafenweir. What's. What's the proper? No idea. There's, there's a, you can't ask there's a an, German how to pronounce that. <laughs> there's an army training base there that I'm headed to next week, and um, and so, but I, when I saw that pop up, I'm like, oh man, I'd love to go to that, but I have orders, and um, I got good news for you, Scott. Though we can work that? together in other ways that isn't that, and you can I love it. check out the house. <laughs> I love it. Let's let's find a way to do that. So, tell. I don't know if you're if you have filled up your spots. If you have, then we'll then don't promote it. But if you if you haven't, then you know tell the audience a little bit about that and um, and then how to how to reach you to to connect. Yeah, no, I totally have filled up the spots, so I'm not going to promote that. But I appreciate you asking me. Um, to connect, honestly, the easiest way is to just find me at the one percent firm.com. So that's all spelled out T H E O N E P E R C E N T F I R M.com. Um, you'll see tons of photos from me going around the world with clients, um, anything from like Morocco to Monaco. Um, and it's awesome. Like I love to connect with people in person. I love to have that relationship for like a lifetime. I love to just travel and get to experience like other cultures and in uh. their ways of doing business. Cause it's, they're so vastly different than the American way of doing business. Um, and just learning more about people's families and all that kind of um, stuff that leads to a much deeper, meaningful connection and ultimately more money. I, I have realized and, and that I, I earn more clients mm-hmm. when I'm traveling. Oh, something, yeah. something shifts inside of me that I, I feel more confident to just talk to a stranger or to, you know, to promote myself when I'm traveling than when I'm back home. And so um, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's just, you can't be a prophet in your own backyard philosophy or, or what it is, but I'm looking forward to Germany and, and just seeing, you know, what, what connections I make and what happens, but how long are you I, there? I, a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That should be something new and exciting in all kinds of stuff. All kinds of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I was up this morning Unknown. At, at two o'clock messaging them in Germany and trying to get things squared away. But, uh, but I, you know, if you have not connected with Melissa, I would suggest, you know, if, if, if you are looking for someone to consult your business consult, she is the the one that you need to contact. And so thank you for, for coming on the show, Melissa. And I look forward to seeing where things go from here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Scott. Absolutely.